Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinker Joanne Hill, author of DC Scavenger and Secret Washington, DC, A Guide to the Weird, Wonderful, and Obscure. So if you missed part one, go ahead. You're going to belly back up to that bar and give that a listen first. Don't worry. We promise to save you a seat right here. So Joanne, in part one, you shared the inspiration behind um, your books and gave us an insight behind the new one and the first one. Um, but I'd like to get into your travels and you're such a globe trotter and all of that. But uh, Gina, before we do any of that, can we change it up a bit? I think I'm ready. Yeah. A little cocktail action. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's I think, go. I think Joanne needs a drink. Let's belly up, Joanne. We gotta take a little, little, little stroll. All right, right. Let's do it. I'm ready. So I want to be inspired by you, right? I was like, okay, I want to revive a classic cocktail. I want to do something fun. And I've been watching Emily in Paris lately, and you know, I can't help myself, right? I love all that stuff. But like, one thing I love about that show is that she goes to Paris, and she's always bringing up like all these little nuances of where to go, old cafes, classic Paris, new Paris, blah blah blah. They started drinking Cure Royales. Now, we all know what a Cure Royale is. It's creme de cassis and champagne and a lemon. It's probably one of the first drinks I learned how to make um, in bartending. Except, um, as we showed you in our, in our tip on the early episode, that is made with Chambord, which is actually a Cure Imperial, right? But we didn't know all that, and we just thought a Cure Royale was this. But I'm gonna make you a classic one today. So you're gonna start off, and now if you just, when, this is a, um, when you decide, are you, do you like it a little bit sweeter, or do you like it a little bit tart? A little tart. A little tart. So you're gonna use um, half an ounce of um, creme de cassis. Now, I would suggest that you use a good creme de cassis, right? So yes, there are some brands that you can get like um, a little off brand where you can get a little bit cheaper, but considering this is the main ingredient of what you're drinking, you know, splurge a little bit. Buy the $20 bottle in your liquor store. They're not really that expensive, but I'm sure now that the show is so popular that this summer it's gonna be more of a classic. We're gonna actually use a bottle of um, Prosecco for this um, cocktail. It's a nice dry um, Prosecco from Italy, La Marca. Really affordable, so if you're having people over and you wanna show them a good time, this is a great um, bottle to buy. I'm gonna try not to make too much ready, noise. Ready for it. Oh. Yeah. You know, it's just the opposite of what you're supposed to do, right? I, I had the silent pour from the, um, the, the um, Psalms is something I do not do well. So we're gonna fill this up with about four ounces of sparkling wine. You can use champagne, obviously. You know, you know, whatever you feel like um, spending is what's gonna make it delicious. I think that the Prosecco is really nice with it. I realize it's not champagne, but you know, whatever kind of floats your boat and your budget, right? So I feel like this is a great introductory cocktail to the world of champagne. And what great timing. Last night I was binging Emily in Paris. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so good. It's so I will not ruin the ending of the season for you. It's excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, so so this has a little a little twist in it, right? So what we're gonna do is just uh, really very like just a, a, a little bit of a peel, and you want to make sure that when you're putting the peel in, that it only has a no fruit and just a little bit of the white, and that's it. Just a little. Hint, and you can discard or you can drop in. We'll drop it in. It'll give it a little bit of fizz. Same here. Drop it in, and that is it. So cheers. Well, thank you. Cheers. Looks delicious. Cheers. Gina, this drink is amazing. When was the last time you think you had one? Okay, we recently were talking about this. I really don't think I've had this drink in probably twenty plus years. It has to be. 
Do you think it was a creme de cassis or chambord? Or razzmatazz, because that's what oh people Oh my God, razzmatazz. Oh, I remember razzmatazz, because yeah. that was behind, because now you went back to when I or bartended called, in college. Yeah, is it called razzmatazz or razzle-dazzle? Wait, it really wasn't that long ago. Or razzle-dazzle. Just the other day. Just, Just the, the other day. day. All of that is making a huge comeback, right? I think it was razzmatazz. Yeah, right. I think that was the name of it. I, I want to believe, I want to say it's like Jakeiper's um, Razzmatazz or yeah. something like that. But um, it's actually not supposed to be ra- uh, raspberry. It is it is made with cassis, and cassis is a berry, and it's like really, really tart berry. And be careful when you're making this drink. There's creme de cassis, and then there's cassis, and this drink is creme de cassis. Otherwise, the cassis itself is very, very tart, and like you'll be like, like... What does creme mean then? I mean, what does that mean? They usually round it out and add sugar. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, like that's usually how they make something into a creme de mint or, yeah. you know, uh, creme de cassis or creme de grigots, which is yeah. a creme de, uh, a cherry uh, liqueur. I've um, They add a little bit of sugar to it. Now, there are those liqueurs available in like Kirsch's, which is like more like a grappa. And um, can you mix that with champagne? Yes. Is it a dramatically different effect? Yes. I would think so. Um, will you be like, this drink sucks? Probably. No, I think I'm <laughs> terrible mixologist. However, I, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of love this as like, uh, back to, you know, just getting your palate ready for a cocktail and like just something a little bit dancey on your tongue. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad it kind of is making a, re- yeah, I it's like, like revision. on your tongue. Yeah. It's like, it's making a revision. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What rhymes with tongue? (laughs) I've got really big lungs. Hold on, hold on. Uh, What would rhyme with tongue in my world? Oh, fun. I'd be like, oh, tongue and fun. That doesn't rhyme, but it sounds like a good idea. You'd be surprised how creative you could be. You could use fun and and, uh, tongue. Meaning that's how creative I had it. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I do think that that is creative and fun to use your tongue. So, I mean. Hello. That's another episode of the Destiny Drinker Show. I mean, genius is here, Savannah. I mean, I'm ready. Let's do, a, let's do it after dark. We'll do a whole scavenger hunt of it. We'll wind up at last call. Last call. No, no, no. After hours at last call. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So many there things There should we be do. a show called After Hours at Last Call. And it should be like live and it would you should be watch it. Triple X. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, le- like legitimately. And can I be your inaugural guest because I want to be there. Yeah, uh, I, I think honestly I could um, sell security footage for that stuff. That uh, we would all make sure we get our tetanus bar. shots. <laughs> I'm talking about how like those I met- youngins, those youngins. I don't know. I'll tell you this: none of the, nobody that went to the last call was afraid for COVID. They were like, whatever. Yeah, they were, they were meeting up and like, and then it just makes you feel young when you go in that. I that bar is a lot of fun. I it is tons of fun. I don't know if I told you the last time around. Last call was one of the last bars I went to before the world shut down. We were recording at last call earlier that day, and we were everyone was like, uh, and we actually had a guest barkeep that day. Yep, Dwayne. Uh, yep, right? and it was one of the everyone's like, what are we gonna do? Like it was that weird, crazy moment yeah. when you realize, oh shit, that's good. This is getting real. This isn't like. Uh, just happening yeah. in China. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's here. It's, it's here. here. It's real. Yeah. It's just happening in, in the, yeah, the whole world, right? Yep. Anyway, anyway, who wants to talk right. about that? No, no, no. So let's talk about globetrotting. You took, you took us to Paris with this this cocktail. Delicious. And, and 
your background and like how much traveling you've done, I think it's so much fun. You started blogging with that, right? That was kind of your intro to. Yeah. I, yes, I, my husband and I travel a lot and years ago, a friend of ours was like, you travel a lot. You should start blogging. I mean, this was over a decade ago and I was like, I don't know how to write a blog, you know? And so he helped me. He lives in Seattle now. His name is Kelby. Um, He helped me like set up and a blog because I had no idea and so the blogging started getting more and more and I got really excited about it I would it was a really good way to kind of like write and chronicle our travels and then I realized how much I really like to write and I I realized that I had you know an interest and a passion for it and I kind of grew from there um but yeah I love writing about travel and then I would write a little bit more about DC life and eating and drinking around DC and theater and those kind of things and then that evolved like I said later on to writing a book yeah that's awesome yeah so if there were one place in dc that if you came if you live here even if do or you know visitor or not Mm. is there one place that you're like you need to escape to this place Mm, that's a great question i'm gonna say the arboretum is one of the places i would definitely say in the sense that like i live close to the arboretum so during covid uh-oh, back to the pandemic. But that, I spent yeah. a lot of time at the Arboretum, like, right? Um, it's just, it's so beautiful. I feel like, like it's it's known, but it's also because it's kind of like off the beaten path. It's Definitely. not right in the center of everything. Yep. It's a little harder to get to, but it's so serene and lovely. And it kind of, it makes you really feel like you've escaped the city, right? So when you really want to reprieve from the hustle and bustle, it's just lovely. I might say the Arboretum. Or- I think it's a great note for a lot of people because it was something I found later um, after living here and it's so amazing it's so close to everything and it, to your point it's like this little oasis right in the middle well not in the middle but within the city limits that most people don't know about yeah. that's a great one yeah I'm, that's, I think that's my go to yeah that's great I have a secret one what's your secret one can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah. Why are you looking at me like I'm doing something wrong? <laughs> you know, it's actually super cool. I'm like, cool. oh, it's going to get good. No, 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 no. There's a garden right next to Smithsonian Castle to the um, left. Yes. And it is... Ripley. Yeah, it's in the little garden. Yeah, Mary. Yeah, yeah Mary it, Ripley's garden. It, yeah. it might be a clue in my scavenger hunt. There's there's really? one answer of 348. <laughs> it is literally my favorite place. And when yes. I... Uh, yeah, I used to walk by... I, well, one, I walked there when I, before I had children. And then I used to walk my kids there... And then, like, we'd walk down, and then we'd sit there, and, like, I just loved all the flowers and everything. That was kind of like a Jeopardy, the answer. You know, like, you did totally did Alex Trebek on that one. Did you, you like Here's that? an answer. That was good. What good is, job. Should I read the clues? Yeah, what yeah, is? Read the clues. So I already gave it away. <laughs> yeah, all right, so in the National Mall Neighborhood, 100, page 116. All right, ready? Yep. Garden named for a gal. There you go. A nice reprieve. Ripley, believe it, you won't want to leave. <laughs> Oh, there's more. Amble on through this fountain's at its core. Revel in the flowers and plants galore. Oh, I love it. See what I I did there with the Ripley Believe It? I I love love it. it. I love it. Do you know how often I crack myself up writing these riddles? I'm like, I'm so clever. (laughs) This is good. So humble, so humble. Well, that's why with the show, I'll, I'll write stuff and Gina just looks at me and she goes, Again, she did it today. Where do you come up with this shit? <laughs> yeah, like I don't even know what she's talking about. She's like, God, she's crazy. 
But you know what? It kind of works out because she comes up with all the intros. He like, what are we gonna do? And then like, I have to kind of like, and then I have to match up a drink with like all the all yeah. of the antics of it. I'm like, ah, oh, all right, it works beautifully. Well, I always say Gina is the real talent stunning. of the show. I just have like the gift of gab, and uh, apparently can write riddles like you. <laughs> Which is also a talent. Yeah. No, you both bring so Flute. much Flute. to the table. So much Cheers to the bar. You raise the level of the bar together. So I'm going to go back to your travels one more time. Yeah. If you were going to send me anywhere, mm. where would you send me? And if you're going to send Gina, where would you send her? Oh, does it matter? Are we looking in different, like, food, drink focused or anywhere? Anywhere. Okay. I'm going to send you mm-hmm. to Morocco. It is one of our favorites. It has kind of all the things, right? Like the food, the flavors, the smells, the markets, the like beautiful colors and mosaics. It's really vibrant. There's the Atlas Mountains. You could hike. You could walk through and, um, the desert. I, Morocco's like a dream come true. Love it. You. Oh, where am I going to send you? Mm, oh, I'm going to send you to Japan. Ooh. I haven't been to Japan. I, it's on my wish list. Another yeah. one of our favorites. And I'm thinking of, we were in Tokyo, and we were at this tiny little bar. Everything in Tokyo oh is like... Which one? Oh were you in uh, Golden Guy? In the tiny little we bar? We went to Golden Guy and did karaoke there. Yes. And it was crazy. And I play, I sang Blondie one way or another. <laughs> and my husband sang Johnny Cash. And it was great. And all of them, like the, the Japanese men in business yes. suits were drinking with us and karaoke. It was yeah. great. So there's that, and there's this other co- this cocktail bar that was this, I mean, in Tokyo, like, all, a lot of places are, like, four Star stools, bar. six stools. There's tiny. Only, like, a handful of seats, uh-huh. and it's, like, amazing craft cocktails. And they give you a, a, a warm towel to wipe your it's hands. Yeah. And it, it's all know. white glove, and it's 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 not, a, like, a hoo bar at all. No, but it's, but it's like, I, there's, we, we found, I'll send it to you. There's a photo of this, we found, like, we took a photo, my friend took the photo, of this, like, mixologist and he's like you know like like a magician like taking off like the glass and all the smoke comes up like you know all the yeah, fancy things that you all do and it was just magic and it was incredible yeah. and he's like wearing this like top hat like it was just so theatrical anyway that's i'm fun. in i'm i've, I've always i want to go to japan though <laughs> yeah you would have a great time in tokyo i do not want to take my children there. i would not take the children wait yeah, i have a question since since you do um travel a lot can i ask another question what so we're taking our children on a trip this year to Italy. I know it's nuts, right? That's, yeah, where are you? My family's from Italy. Yeah, so we're, we're going. We're, we're going to my where my friend's family. They they live in Tuscany. But then we're going on a trip. Give me give me one travel tip for traveling with kids for all the moms and dads that listen to the show. Oh man, I don't have kids. I know, but you have to. Get must have seen them on a plane. <laughs> technology. <laughs> Leave them home. Leave them home. That's my tip. Bring lots of technology and iPads. No, I think. Honestly, I was a teacher for 17 years. I think, like, engage your kids in the travel. I have a lot of friends who bring their kids on travels. And honestly, I see those kids developing into kind of, like, lifelong travelers because they were exposed to it at... Early on. Early on. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's great. So my tip would be just to kind of, like, expose them and, like, really, like, what's the word? Like, saturate them with all of the travels. And, like, the things that... There are things that go wrong in travel. And, like, I think it's also good for kids to know, like... Not everything's going to go work work out as planned, right? Yep. You might miss a bus or a train or something's going to be canceled. Really immerse them in the travel and have them really explore it just like you would. I mean, I don't know if that's... No, it's good. Right? Like, yeah. And also, I don't know how, like... I mean, my kids are young. All the food yeah. and all the restaurants. And, you know, I, 
Like, yeah. I remember as a kid, like, I never wanted to order, like, the Happy Meals or any of those, like, small... Yeah. I wanted to, like, really explore the food. And I think my parents, like, welcomed that because in Italy, yeah. kids eat what the parents eat, right? Yeah. Like, my mom was not cooking anything different than... No. Well, that was my I, mother, yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, you don't want to eat this and you're going to starve. Yeah, that was but my mom. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, we would go out to dinner and, like, eat regular meals. And it was kind of like, you eat kind of what's on your plate and you eat like the adults. So, anyway... Immerse them in all the things. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I'll let you guys all know how it goes sometime this summer. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. It's going to be great. All right, Gina. What else you got in that book over there that you're looking at? You got another one that you would share? Well. You know, I like this. I love this well, episode. Yeah. Like, we have, like, the book guide the episode. It's kind of like what you would do with. <laughs> so I saw I saw another familiar face in this in, in here. And mm. it's in, um, oh, my gosh. It's in Capitol Hill. Okay. And it's our friend's restaurant, who was also on the designated drinker. And I own, and I know it for sh- where is Capitol Hill? Is it um, very beginning? So it's alphabetical order. There we so go. Here we, we go. It's on page twenty-seven, fourteen. I want. Can I read one? Can of I read course. one? Oh, I'm a terrible reader. Um, happy. Sorry, Francesca. Mommy's a terrible reader. Um, okay. Number fourteen. Happiness comes in slices at this joint. From mushroom to Greek, their pies are on point. Spike just wants you to be happy and fed. Easy to find joy in sauce, cheese, and bread. Hi, Micheline. Yes. We miss you. Can I give a shout out to Micheline? Of course. So, and can I share a future pro- a project that I'm working on right now? Absolutely. Sure. So, my next book is Unique Eats and Eateries of Washington, D.C. And I'm writing about different food halls and restaurants and uh, mixologists and breweries and all the things that make the D.C. area so incredible with the food and drink scene. And I was lucky enough to, I interviewed Micheline a couple months ago, before the holidays, and she is so lovely. She is. She, I I want to be best friends with her. And um, Gina is. Oh, <laughs> we can all be best friends together. Yeah. She connected me with some other fabulous women in the industry. And actually, she just sent me one a couple of photos last night. Like, So we've just been in contact. Anyway, she's wonderful. And yes, I'm so glad that we kind of highlighted her. So for our listeners, you're going to go back to episode 136. Um, it's uh, an episode that really, you won't hear much of me because this is the mother epping hijackers. <laughs> and it really is um, Gina and Micheline really talking about what it means to be women in the food and beverage industry. It's a really inspiring story and you'll get to know a whole lot more about Gina um, and definitely about Micheline. And if anyone wants to know who that is, Micheline is the sister and maybe the powerhouse behind her (laughs) she is the ceo of sunnyside restaurant group who um on the celebrity side you might know her brother is uh spike mendelson um who was on many many uh shows he made a career of not winning it's kind of amazing and what we've learned was actually the smart thing to do yeah i didn't chef he's on many uh, lots of different shows i didn't win guys grocery game summer tournament and yet i am not on top chef now so there you go yeah yet yet Yet. so um wait and talking about going back gina we totally talking about effing up we didn't tell anyone where they're going to go get this cocktail recipe. So if you need this cocktail recipe or any tips and tricks and how-tos, you're going to go to designateddrinker.show. Wait, what's that? And that is designateddrinker.show. 
There we go. Yep. Like Gina said, you'll go for the recipe, all the tips and tricks and how-tos. Um, you can find us on Instagram as well for those. But the other thing you're going to go there for, whether you go to the website or if you just go to the episode notes, you're going to get a link directly to Joanne's books. And you'll be able to find her, uh, find out more about her and find out how to, more importantly, how to get her book. Yes. This is yes. a great summer activity. Uh, so much fun. I had so much fun in creating it. And I, I hope that everyone else has fun in well, it's been on their pursuits. It's been so much fun just listening to you guys read the book. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's so fun. I could see um doing it, but ending up like as soon as I'd get like to the third clue and I was like, but there's a I can get a cocktail but there's over here. Bar. Oh, I can right. get some wine. Some, <laughs> some of the clues are bars and restaurants. So it's easy to kind of get sidetracked and be like, oh, let me just go in for a yeah. couple minutes. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I'll get it next time. Oh yeah. Six hours later. later. <laughs> you know me oh so well. <laughs> And when I was doing the Noma hunt, I was going in, I would like come into Union Market. I was like, I'm just going to go in and get a couple of treats and yeah. snacks. And, and a cup of coffee. Things Me. And yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. You can spend all day at Union Market. All these food halls come and go and they're coming up and like little ones pop up here and there. There's something about sitting in Union Market. It's I like, it. I, I don't know. You just go and like, yeah, of course I'm a little biased because I have Buffalo and Burger in there, but... Like I, I say a little. <laughs> yeah, but I love I love all the little they always be curing like yeah. a constant rotation. There's like the OGs that stay and then there's this rotation of like little things. Like right now we have everything for um you know, for the hot um sorry, for the spring and you know, it's like all these different vendors that I've never had. So like I've been eating like all kinds of different um fun little like tidbits. Yeah, but like more like Middle Eastern, like just like really fun, like um yeah, Egyptian. Egyptian. Um Bata. yeah. Yeah, I just interviewed yeah. her last week. Yeah, week-ish. she's great. Yeah. Ah, so great. Yeah. So like it's just it's fun, you know? Yeah. It's mean, like I'll, your second home. I mean like how long have you been there? Also know? I can't even tell you how many like shoes, clothing vendors, jewelry, books, bags, eyeglasses. I'm trying to think of all the stuff I bought for my Christmas trees. <laughs> Um, reading circles for kids, yoga on the roof. What? There's a mil- you could spend all day. You can have like two exercise classes, a coffee, um, buy some salt, stay there for dinner, have an outfit change, and never like leave that place. It's yeah. wild. <laughs> That's it's, your life, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's wild. It's a good life. It's it's a wild life. Market is very close to where we live, and I could not be happier that we live close yeah. to Union Market. And there are ten. Yeah. It's in there ten years. Wow, what a great place. I know. I can't do a hundred more. All right. Okay. This is you. Yes. All right. So, you know, everyone always identifies themselves with um, a spirit animal and they'll say, okay, and I know we've done this one, one with you before, but now that we know more about you and your travels and where you've been, like always returning to home, just like the tufted titmouse, which is one of the greatest birds. It's like so beautiful, so small. You wouldn't like really I notice it, but that bird travels hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of miles, but always returns back to where it needs to nest, right? Always the same place where it comes from. And I find that bird to be fascinating, okay? Um, If you can identify yourself as one traveled spirit ingredient, whether it's for your food or for beverage, what would that ingredient be and why? So it cannot be a hostess cupcake from America. It could be, it has to be an ingredient. It has to be an ingredient that is traveled for. Oh, I like that. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with um, turmeric. Yes, mm. good one. Right? Because I, so I have never been to a spice market that I, <laughs> that I didn't like. I, anytime we are in like in Egypt or Morocco or anywhere travels, 
in DC, I, like a spice market or just a bazaar or yeah. a food market is my definition of paradise. And I always, I try to bring home a lot of spices when I come home. And turmeric is one of the ones that, A, like reminds me of places that I've been. I put it in my smoothies. I put it in my tea. I put it in, I cook a lot. And so I put it in my soups and so forth. And so that always reminds me of like a little touch of home with cooking and so forth, but also in my travels and adventures abroad. It's a great exact spice. Yeah, it's a little spicy. I a little, and it's good for like, heat. it's anti-inflammatory. Like yeah. it has so many <laughs> but you know what's cool about turmeric? It's unique. Did you know that? Did you like that? Yeah, Dr. Like Joanne it. came out. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, turmeric's unique. It's a unique spice because it um, has different characteristics based on where it's from, whether you get it in the Middle East or you're getting it in, um, you know, Asia or you're getting it in India or, or Northern Africa. It's It has little nuances that are different because of the soil. So that's very cool. Love. I love yeah. that. That was really cool. Well done. Yeah, thanks. That's a good, great question. Yeah. Cheers Thank to you. that. Cheers. Well, cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a Latino-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.